You are listening to ACPN. This is Rewind Cinema. This is the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select movies to talk about. And today, I am Matt. <laughs> today? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day, I am Matt. Today, I'm Matt also. Because I'm going to change who I am. You, Can I be this, Gabe today? It's a weird convention of today. Yeah. No, you know what? Stop that. Stop okay. it. You're okay. Matt. All right. I'm Gabe. I'm Gabe. I'm Gabe. You stay here, and he doesn't leave. Oh, okay. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He went that way. He went that way. Yeah. Uh, what is happening? I don't know. Today, you know what? This is actually perfect. Why? Because we're reviewing a weird, like, you know, like master's thesis, like film school project, basically. Yeah. yeah. What it seems like, and they're usually avant-garde and weird, and that's what this intro is. Yeah. Well, I always try to be on theme. I'm Gabe. Whitehurst. I'm Matt Morris. Before we get to the movie we're talking about today. Oh, I'm so glad we got this straightened out. Well, I was I was about to put on your baseball cap and rip off your shirt, put that on. Okay, you here ready? Yeah. That's that's, that's us changing shirts right now. <laughs> Before we get to the movie we're talking about today, I want to mention a few things. We are still doing the Visa gift card giveaway for Apple Podcasts rating and reviews. Give us five stars. Leave a review. We'll rate it on the show. Uh, And then if you're subscribed to us, you can also take a screenshot of that and send that to us on Twitter or Facebook at Rewind Cinema Pod or on Gmail at Rewind Cinema Podcast. Uh, Just send us a proof of that and we'll put your name in a drawing for a $25 Visa gift card. Like zero work for possibly $25. For, for so much payoff. For so much money. 25 bones. For so much money. Do you know how much that could buy you? Uh, it could buy you like... It could buy you uh, like six <laughs> Jimmy John's sandwiches if you get the lower tier ones, you know? Yeah, or like one movie ticket and you'd have some change left over. <laughs> well, depending on where you're at. Okay, true. Whatever. Yeah, if you're in yeah. Uh, Texas and you get that student discount, $5. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So we're giving away that $25 gift card. If you want to check out like written details of how to do all this stuff, you can go on rewindcinema.com to check that out. We also have a voicemail line. You can call us at 908-768-2636 and leave us a voicemail. What did you think of coffee and cigarettes? I mean, did you watch Secret Window? Let us know what you thought about it. It doesn't matter how long yeah. ago it was. We'll do throw you, it in here. Do you hate people with red hair? Do you, that's not nice. <laughs> don't don't leave messages about that. Do you hate Matt because no. he has red hair? Yeah, if you want to talk about how much you hate me, that's fine. I'll, you know, it's I, not the first time. Well, we're we're gonna go back to this conversation. Why why do people hate redheads? Um, I mean, what? Who cares? Because they were afraid of them because they thought they had magical powers back in the 16th is, is century. Is that true? I don't know, but I'm making it up. I mean, it's it could be true. Yeah, but like. Why, why do we give people with red hair a hard time? I don't know, man. That's the story of my life, though. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm going to work on this. I'm yeah. going to figure this out and try to change the world. Noodle it a bit. Yeah, I'm going to put it in my noodle and, 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 and move it around in my brain. Put it in your noodle. Just put it in your noodle and <laughs> move it around. I just so, don't get it. Whatever. I don't yeah. have red hair, but I, I understand your plight. Hey, no. you and me both, man. <laughs> Fifth grade was hell for me. <laughs> <laughs> you you little because i was chubby i was chubby and i had red hair which is a double that's a death sentence double in negative fifth grade. hair <laughs> that's a death sentence <laughs> anyway oh. uh get to our voicemail if you want to talk about how much you hate redheads that's fine we'll put it on there uh you can also look forward to next week we're talking about i think our next movie is spider-man right spider-man, Spider-Man 2? 2 the sam raimi classic you can talk to us about that one anything we'll put it on here uh, another thing is, I, I pulled another article. Uh, why Christopher Nolan doesn't allow chairs or water bottles on set by Christopher Hooten at Independent UK. Christopher Hooten on Christopher Nolan. Christopher Hooten, hot takes on Christopher Nolan. Christopher Hooten, highfalutin. <laughs> Rootin' tootin'. Rootin' tootin'. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, okay, cool, Chris. Nolan, well, who cares? Just the general idea behind this is that Christopher Nolan thinks these things are distractions. They make too much noise. Uh, Hooten also talks about how Scorsese doesn't allow wristwatches on set. 
Right. Because people don't like they fiddle with them too much. So my, my question is okay. is Nolan like too meticulous? Is he too controlling? I agree one hundred percent with the water bottle thing. If yeah. we're talking about an Ozarka bought it at seven eleven crinkle crinkle you yeah. know it's empty and you you give it to your dog to <laughs> chew on styles is just like crinkling it <laughs> yeah. in the corner <laughs> like that that's um, harry sure. we're trying to get the bomb sounds in here and you're over harry. there crinkling the bottle harry <laughs> you're a wizard harry <laughs> <laughs> you're a water bottle harry is he cogni uh, i don't know I, no, he's, he's british at least he's probably super sophisticated but yeah. that type of water bottle yeah you shouldn't and i think the reason i guarantee you this happened they're sitting around on set of like uh, Memento or something (laughs) back in the day. Way back in the day. You know, when he hadn't made a lot of movies and they had nice, you know, catering tents Mm -hmm. and they had water bottles. Yeah. And he's probably like, action. Okay, it's beautiful. And the background, yeah. (laughs) He's like, Guy Pierce, put that water bottle down. Or you Guy know Ritchie? how we, Guy, Pier- Guy Pierce? Yeah, uh, Guy, Pier- Guy Pierce. Is it Memento? I think so. It's Guy. It's a Guy. guy. It's a Guy. Um, Not Guy Ritchie. He's a director. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. But you know how look when you take a big swig of a water bottle and you get that like <laughs> sound? It's probably that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you suck the bottle and it caves in on itself. You suck the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of uh, let the water flow into my mouth, but you know. Maybe this was a rule that was laid down in like pre-Nalgene uh, uh, life. So I don't know. I'm just, I agree though. You shouldn't because they make noise and they're yeah. distracting. And if an actor's trying to focus, I that's great. The chair thing, what? well, I don't know. It depends on where you're at. Does a chair in the scene, does he allow the chair? I can't, I can't think well, of a specific Well, I think moment. he would if it's in the scene. Maybe he just doesn't want his actors like, to sit no. down and disengage. He yeah. wants them to be engaged. But what if you're on set for eight hours? Yeah. I mean, we get a break. I'm sure they get a break. I don't know. You got to get in your hammock. He allows hammocks. That's the weird thing. What's even weirder is he allows <laughs> banana hammocks, which is really strange. Christian Bale just walking around in a banana but hammock. I, I want to say, I don't think he's too meticulous because he makes great movies. So, yeah. If the it, end it result works. is yeah. great, then yeah. Does the end justify the means, Matt? I don't know. That's a uh, question we had in our The Master episode oh. back, way back when. Go check that out. But. My question is, what would you ban on set if you were a director? Easy phones, iPhones, phones, smartphones. Okay. Smartphones would not be allowed. All right, they would be allowed in a, in a con. You'd have to check your phone in, mm-hmm. and when you're on a break, you can look at your phone. I think that's a pretty normal thing, though, because Sophie has done some extra work recently, and they always take their phones. Hmm. The, oh, oh, the, you mean they they take their phones? They take from, their phones from them. From them. Yeah. I thought you meant she took her phone. On set. No, 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 no. No, no. no they, 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 they take, take their, it away. Yeah, they, they check they, it in and they give it back to you after the shooting. Right, because they don't want things, they don't want leaks and they don't want all that. But also, you don't want your actor like looking at Facebook while you're giving them a note. Yeah. And yeah, so that, uh, what else though? I would, I would ban egos. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Too many egos in Hollywood. I would man. ban Donald Trump from set. <laughs> this is ban, a great film. This is very this good. This film is tremendous. And then you, and then he just changes Im- immediately, and he hates it. Yeah. He, um, There's too much anti-war propaganda in this film. I would probably ban like martial arts of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would ban ninja stars. Ninjas, I would ban nunchucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, soccer balls. Soccer balls are definitely scary to actors. Yeah. yeah. They could they could step on it and fall. I would ban fun. I would ban emotions. I, I would I ban. Would... I would ban the band fun. No, no. Some nights is allowed to be played on set. The band fun. Yeah, fun. The band. Some oh, oh, nights oh, fun. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cushion in my bed. Uh, Sing that, the whole thing. Some nights I call <laughs> it a draw. I would ban them. I would ban candy that's that's wrapped. So if your grandma wants to come oh, on set, yeah, she's not allowed to bring those Werther's originals. She's not allowed to bring her cough drops. No, no, no. Luden's cough drops. Yeah. No fisherman's friend. Yeah. Um, I would ban skunks because you don't want them to to, <laughs> to stink up, up the, the set. Yeah. <laughs> I would ban cigarettes. Um, oh, but would you ban coffee? I would not ban coffee. Okay, because it's silent unless you uh, sip unless- it. Unless you unless you slurp the coffee. But no. But what about the ding 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 of the the, the well, spoon pa- paper cups? Ah, paper cups. Yeah, right. Well, Problem what, solved. What about the? 
the your hands rubbing on the paper? Um, what about the ripping of the sugar? Well, packet I would to go just I would coffee? say I would say we're about to say action. Put your coffee down. Action. <laughs> Everyone throws their coffee in. <laughs> <laughs> on the through, crew. You go through a lot of coffee because people just throw it in the air. <laughs> just get rid of it. And they go pour a new cup right after that. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense, but we have money because it's it's Sony. It's, it's cinema. It, it, Paramount. It's yeah. uni- universal. There's money coming out of our butts. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have money coming out of my butt. But yeah. Yeah. La- last thing, what, would you, what else would you ban? If you have one more thing to ban. Hmm. Bad film. You would ban bad film. Yeah, you no, couldn't make a bad movie. No bad film here allowed. <laughs> and then it would, your film would come out and it would be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. It's a foolproof. It's like when you It's like when you get the genie and you ask for more wishes. <laughs> it's like that. It's, you know? You're exactly right. Yeah. You're putting it in a situation where it can't be bad. Exactly. Okay, great. <laughs> so yeah, Christopher Nolan should... Obviously, he's banned bad film because he doesn't really have a lot of bad films. No. If any, I can't think of any like bad, bad ones. He has bad moments. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the fairy scene, Interstellar. Famously. Why does Interstellar get such a bad rap? That's I didn't see Interstellar. I want to come out. I'm gonna come out of the closet and say I didn't <laughs> see Interstellar. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Jump out the window and kill yourself. <laughs> My three story drop. It's fine. No, it's yeah. okay. That you haven't seen. Just watch it. It's like on uh, Prime, I think. Yeah, I'll what? check it out eventually. But it's it's good. I don't. It's not like amazing, but it's no. a good movie. No. I mean that's his thing. He like he doesn't make anything bad. Most of his stuff is good to great. So I mean Nolan is a pretty great filmmaker. Inception. Inception is great. Great. Uh, Batman. Great. The Dark Knight. Yeah, great. Great. Pee-wee's, Batman Begins. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Perfect. Did he direct that? No. <laughs> <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven too. Yeah. Uh, Boogaloo. <laughs> All right. So we 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 had mentioned that uh, we wouldn't ban coffee and cigarettes. No, I think that would be allowed. Well, I I said I would ban cigarettes yeah. because not everyone smokes. True. And, Don't get that and let's be honest, smoke. smoking should just be outlawed. That's like, true. Who like really? Yeah. You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. Come on. Which is a point that this movie makes repeatedly. That is true. Today, we're talking about coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, uh, hello. Here's Steve. Stephen. Stephen. Hi. Sit down. Roberto. You move on that, huh? Yeah. You wound up? I wound up too. Yes. You wound up. Ah, me drinking. Coffee? Yes, very good for me, coffee. For you? I love coffee. You love it too? I love it. Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. I love coffee. What What do you do? Uh, you know, just relax, sit around, maybe have a cigarette. Yes? Cigarettes and coffee, I think, go together good. I don't know. Do you think you drink too much of it? No. Coffee is good for healthy, yeah. For sleep. I like to drink before I go to sleep. I drink a lot of coffee before I go to sleep because I can dream faster. I can dream like when they put a camera on the Indy 500, when they put a camera in the car, and it's just whipping by like that. And dream, dream after dream after dream after dream. People ask me the next day, what did you dream about? And I said, I, can't, I don't have time. I don't have time to tell you this. Do you smoke? Only when I drink coffee. Hmm. You know my mother. Do I know your mother? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Coffee. They should freeze it, you know? Yeah. They fill up uh, an ice cube tray with coffee and put sticks in it. And for kids, you know? Because they can start out when they're kids, you know, they playing and stuff. Like a lollip, like a popsicle. Caffeine popsicle. Very good. I don't understand nothing. Mm. Yes. Now, as we mentioned before, this is going to be a little bit different than our normal stuff. Uh, these are vignettes. There are 11 vignettes in this movie. Scenes, small scenes. If you've seen I Love Paris or I Love New York, it's the same thing. Um, so we're going to go not scene by scene because there are some that we don't need to address. But the things that we liked most we're going to talk about. Um, it's a very interesting movie. It's unique in you know in that it's... It's a film only by definition of the fact that it has been captured on film. Yes. It's more of a theatrical piece, I think. That's a I great think. way to view it. it. It is like watching theater. Yeah. But if you watch I Love Paris or I Love New York or I Love Rio de Janeiro or whatever. There's a through line. There's like 50 of those, however. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fleshed out stories. Yeah. They're individual vignettes, I agree. But there's, there's filmmaking. Yeah. There's 
camera. There's a backbone. There's to cinematography. It. There's things. This is like two camera shots in every scene. One is a bird's eye view of the coffee and people's hands, mm-hmm. and then back to their faces. Yeah, and it's it's literally like sitting in a senior like theater director's mm-hmm. final production. Yeah, at school. Well, interesting you say that because the director is Jim Jarmusch, I think is how you say it. Who yeah. who went to Columbia? Okay, let me t- let me let me preface this by saying you can never do this today. This okay. would never happen. All right. In the seventies or the sixties, whenever he went to college, he studied English and got a master's in English, I think, and then just applied to Tisch and got into Tisch. That could never happen like today. Like before Tisch was Tisch. I guess before it was Tish, I think it was still respected then. But today, there's too much competition. Too many kids starting filming when they're 12. Yeah, so you, there's no way you could do that. Today. If you don't know what Tish is, Tish is the NYU School of Acting, and mm-hmm. and but also probably they do film, film yeah, and directing, directing, and it's this it's an arts school that's like highly, highly, you know, it's up there with what? Uh, uh, I don't know. Blah, 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 it's probably blah, blah. one of the best film schools in America, yeah. if not the best. It's up there with like if you're for for the arts, it's Juilliard, it's Tisch, it's yeah. NYC, like world big, renowned, big school. Yeah, um, but Jim Jarmusch also directed Ghost Dog: The Way of the Samurai. Have you ever heard of this movie? I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it? Okay. I, I that actually, I'm glad you brought that movie up. I didn't know that, mm-hmm. so that makes me respect him more. That was a movie that I watched in film class. Oh, yeah, we had go. to watch and study and write about Ghost Dog. Yeah, it's a good Very movie. Interesting movie. Lawrence it's, Fishburne. No, no, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Why, why? Why do you think it's Lawrence Fishburne, Matt? Um, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you gotta admit, Lawrence Fishburne and Forrest Whitaker are very similar types. Are they? I don't know, but Come whatever. On. We'll move. Back. I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. But All it's right. it's a quiet, weird movie. But uh, it's better than this movie. I'll tell you that. It's more interesting. That's for sure. Yep. Wait, um, you've seen it? You've seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's like interested in samurai culture and the yeah. mafias after him, and yeah, yeah, very interesting movie. Some actors, there are a lot of stars in this movie. Yeah, Stephen Wright, Steve Buscemi, Iggy Pop, Tom Waits, Bill Murray, Alfred Molina, Steve Coogan, uh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Uh, so many people. Uh, the uh, freaking White Stripes are in the, this movie. Yeah, Megan, Jack White, yeah, and Riza and Giza from the Wu Tang. Exactly. Are like, in this movie. What is this? Is so. What weird. is this movie? I don't know, man. But it, the budget is indisclosed only because I think it was filmed over the course of so many years. Uh, the first, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the first, the first short film was filmed, I think, in 1985, and the last one was filmed in like the late 90s. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was just kind of like a passion project for him. I think. I think he was working on this on the side. Um, so obviously, you can't really keep track of a budget for that unless you have like a, an amazing accountant. But it grossed eight million worldwide, which is probably what you would imagine a movie like this would make. It's not super popular. It's not going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, no tagline. That's too pretentious for this type of movie. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 not cool enough. <laughs> um, the trivia is this film was. Made over a 17-year period, the Roberto Benigni and Stephen Wright segment was filmed in 1986. No way! That's not. There's no way that can be right. That's right. If, no, nobody. If you look at Stephen Wright, he looks so young. He. I will give you that. Yeah. I was. I was like, wow, he looks super young. So yeah. you're right. But Roberto Benigni, did anybody care about him before Life Is Beautiful? I don't know. Maybe not, but. Was I'm he, sure he had other credits. I guess, that, so I guess in Italy he was a big he could have been actor because Life is Beautiful is when everyone in America was like, oh, Roberto Benigni. Yeah, but like, I don't. Did that come out after this movie? No, it did. <laughs> no, it didn't. It was '97. '97. Yeah, I don't know, man. But so, okay, so here's what it says: Coffee and cigarettes, short, 1986. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first scene was from 1986. The last one. Or it wasn't the last one, but it was one of the last ones. But Tom Waits at Iggy Pop was filmed in '95. Wow. Okay, so, that that makes me like this movie more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a passion project. It took a long time to make. All right. Some scores: 65 on Metascore, 7.1 on IMDb, three stars from Ebert, uh, 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cool. Cool, man. I think it sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and jump into these scenes. 
I want to talk about most of them in some way. I think there's one or two that I don't really feel like we need to talk about. Maybe we can just breeze over them. But the first one is called Strange to Meet You. Mm-hmm. And it just, this kind of just establishes the tone of what to expect for the rest of everything. Yeah. So it's Stephen Wright chatting with uh, Roberto Benigni. And uh, these two guys are like so high on coffee. They're so jittery. So jittery. They're like, they're, they're, they pick up their, their coffee cup. Like, and like, like bad like, acting shaking. Yeah. Like, like so, so jittery. Well, I'm yeah. sure they were told to be over the top. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But the gist of the scene is that Roberto Benigni wants Stephen Wright, or Stephen Wright wants Roberto Benigni to go to the dentist for him. Which immediately you're like, why? This is so absurdist, so strange. I thought it was funny, yeah. It's funny, yeah. But it's it's definitely like that weird absurdist humor where you're you're meant to think like why are they doing this? Well, he doesn't he doesn't immediately want it. He says Stephen Wright's like I gotta go. I'm Stephen Wright. I gotta <laughs> go to the dentist. Yeah. And then Roberto Benigni is like, oh, whatever, blah 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 blah. Yeah, I love the dentist. I'll go to the dentist for He's you. He's like, oh really? You'll go for me? I'm yeah. Stephen Wright. And he gives him the <laughs> dentist appointment card. He gives him the address, and then he goes to the dentist for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's really all there is to it's it it's really fun I was, yeah it's weird yeah but it's funny it's one of the shorter ones one yeah of the shorter ones yeah, yeah the next scene is called twins so these two uh siblings are in a diner and they're like you know they're kind of chatting back and forth arguing like brother and sister do but steve buscemi is their waiter yeah so he comes up and he refills their coffee cups and they obviously don't want anything to do with them uh, and so he sits down to chat with them, and he kind of rambles on and on about Elvis Presley. Elvis, yeah. And about how Elvis Presley had this evil twin that, like, you know, had black butlers, because the two siblings are black. So he was like, or the, 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 uh, one of the guys is like, you know, my favorite Elvis quote, the only good thing black people are for is shining my shoes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. So they have a view of Elvis, and then he's like, no, nah, man, it was his brother. It was his yeah. twin, which he his did have, he, twin. He, he did have a twin brother. Yeah. Um, but again, another weird scene that was filmed, I think, in the 80s. It had to be because they could smoke in the <laughs> yeah. in the diner or wherever they were. Or the 90s, early 90s, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. But again, it's like, it's one of those things that I'm not sure what I'm supposed to get from it yet. Not yet. If you're watching this and you're like, what is the theme besides coffee and cigarettes in this film? <sighs> yeah. It's just an odd, it's just odd. Yeah. And the, the the movie only, I mean, in my opinion, the movie only has like three or four redeemable, like really good, good scenes, good scenes. Yeah, the rest are just like okay, they're serviceable. There's really only like one that I hated, that I was like, I could, I don't want to ever watch what, anything what, like what, this ever which again. One? It was um um. Or am I throwing your? I'm throwing no no problem. It's later. I don't know. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but but basically, yeah. Just the gist is. Steve Buscemi's defending Elvis Presley. These people are against him. Whatever. Diner. Coffee. Cigarettes. Okay. Weird. Move on. On to the third <laughs> one. This is actually one of the ones that I like the most, which is great because it, it, I mean, it had like a, it won best short film at Cannes the year that it came out, which is a 95. Because I guess he released these independently of the actual yes, film. I think so. But it's Tom Waits and Nicky Pop. So you know it's going to be cool. From the outset, dude. No matter what, it's going to be cool, man. Two cool musicians in there. Yeah. Um, Iggy Pop is kind of just waiting in this bar, uh, dimly lit bar with a disco ball, but it's kind of like a diner or two. They have a jukebox. But Tom Waits rolls up, has this elaborate story about why he's late. Like he had to like... um, like birth a baby on the highway and commit surgery on somebody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 It was a crazy like story about why he was late yeah yeah but it's basically just like them one-upping each other about their lives like i did this i did this or you know but they both quit smoking which is an important thing yes so normally everyone's been smoking before this having coffee and cigarettes but then they both decide they can have one because they've quit right yeah they're like they're fine like yeah we we quit cigarettes so we can have one right yeah just have one cigarette and and they, they kind of just talk back and forth for a little bit, and Nicky Pop decides to leave, but he kind of leaves awkwardly. Yeah. And the, I feel like maybe he thought that Tom Waits has a more interesting... Wasn't interested, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he didn't feel like he was engaged at all. But, you gotta see it, but 
yeah, Tom Waits is kind of like weird, like rough with them. Like, oh, you ordered coffee for me. Like, you did this w- without me knowing. Like, blah blah blah. And Iggy Pop's kind of nervous the whole time. Anyway, he gets up and leaves. Yeah, and then Tom Waits looks around and grabs a cigarette and lights it up and smokes it, and then it's over. But he also checks the jukebox. Was important. Oh yeah, because, he's like he's not on there either. Or yeah, something. because of the in the beginning they both talk about how like Iggy Pop's not on the jukebox. Yeah, and I think Tom Waits assumes he is at that point, and then later he goes to check and he's like, oh, we're, neither of us are on there. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, musicians, man, like, who comes out on top? You know, like who who's remembered? I don't know, man. Move on. All right, <laughs> this is stupid and boring. <laughs> uh, the next one is uh i think a pretty good one for the beginning of it it kind of trails off but it's called those things will kill you it's two extremely italian brothers yes and i like this scene it was good i liked it in the beginning but they, they they're one of them is smoking and having coffee and the other one's just drinking coffee and he's yeah. like why are you smoking those cigarettes they're bad for you yeah. you shouldn't be having cigarettes you shouldn't be doing it it'll kill you it'll, your high blood pressure it'll kill you right and, and the then when and he's the, mad. Yeah, it just makes the other guy mad. He's like, I can't smoke an effing cigarette here, my own, whatever. And the guy's son comes in. He wants money. The, the kid doesn't talk for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just whatever. It's, it's two brothers smoking. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, drinking coffee and smoking. And one of them gives the other one a hard time about drinking coffee. He's like, well, you're, you're not smoking, but you're, you, you're like a coffee addict. And he's like, I love coffee. It gets me through the day. Yeah. And uh, they talking about the negative effects of caffeine just like cigarettes and then uh, the scene's over it's over his, his, a, another li- slice of life man his son comes in and, like asks for money and he doesn't talk he only signs but he's he can yep. talk if he wants it's to weird. he just doesn't comes back in and he buy he buys wasabi peas and makes the guy eat one and takes <laughs> them out yeah yeah and it was at this point where i started to realize besides the name of the movie obviously coffee and cigarettes is in every scene but i feel like they're trying to say something about what coffee and cigarettes are used for. I guess so. Because in the previous one, they also talk about how coffee and cigarettes are like a crutch for people. Like they can't just sit and talk. Like right. they need they something to, have some, to like some fixation. Yeah. Movies like this just make me feel stupid because I watch it and I'm like, I appreciate it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love to watch film and I love to, I, I enjoyed these scenes because they're well acted and they're well done. But I was like, what's the point? Yeah. What are you trying to tell me? Because somebody out there is like, <laughs> obviously you don't understand right some schmuck is out there like you idiots don't get it it's so good and i'm yeah. like no it's really not that good it's interesting like it's, it has like a like a noir like vagueness so, the vagueness I of guess, it, makes it interesting. but it, but it's like do you want to do you like this was i remember this movie coming out there were trailers for this movie it was released and i'm like mm-hmm. how did this movie get a release yeah how on earth did this movie get released well we have to make a movie Coffee and beer, beer. <laughs> That'd be gross. <laughs> you pour the beer into the coffee. Yeah, and... you mix it and you stir it up with a spoon. And yeah. actually, let's just make a movie called Four Loco, where it's two yeah. people just drinking, <laughs> drinking two Four Locos and talking about life. And yeah, stuff. yeah. All and right. it just gets progressively more yeah. weird. It's gonna get green lighted in in, in in a heart. Somebody is already calling us to give us money at this point. Hold, uh, hold on, let me hang this hang this up. I was on the phone. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody was just offering us a yeah. million dollars. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. Uh, the next scene I think is interesting as well. And again, just like a weird, I don't know what's going on, abstract kind of way. It's called Renee. Yeah. It's just a woman drinking coffee. Alone, reading, Alone. A, reading a magazine about guns and like reading guns and ammo magazine, yeah. looking at knives, looking at pistols. She has like this mod hair, the 60s, like big. She looks like Elizabeth Hurley. She's like an mm-hmm. Elizabeth Hurley ripoff. Yeah. But she's probably older than Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. And the waiter comes up and pours her coffee, and she's like, "I wish you wouldn't have done that. It was the right color. It was the right temperature." And he's the like, right "Oh, ratio. sorry." And he walks away, and he keeps he, he walks back up and asks her a question. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, and he walks away, comes back, asks her a question. I'm sorry. It's it's like Samuel Beckett. You're like, yeah. what what is happening? What yeah. am I missing? Or like Pinter, or like yes, it's just like it's drawing attention to the absurdity and weirdness of just being in somebody's life for five minutes yeah yeah like people are uninteresting i think that's one of the main points this movie's trying to make yeah i I don't know i don't know so that scene was okay and then we got to that's a no problem which i don't really want to talk about it was a bad scene right that was two two guys two french guys meet they speak in french for half of it if you don't have subtitles you have no idea what's going on it made me it made me feel like it wasn't scripted like it was improv. Know. It was two guys who were really bad at improv. Yeah. 
you know, like an improv person who's not trained and they don't understand that you can't, you can't be like, what's your favorite color? And the other person can't say, what's your favorite color? You know what I mean? Like that basic. Colors don't exist. <laughs> that basic rule of improv. Like, don't ask the same question. And it was like, Are, is everything okay? Do you want to talk? Like, no, it's, it's fine. I feel like something's wrong. No, it's fine. Are mm-hmm. you sure? Are you sure? Are you? It was like, it, yeah. it was so stupid. It was like so absurd and so slice of life to the point to where I just couldn't even, I was not interested in this scene at all. All right, so move on. What was the next one? The next one is actually pretty cool. It's called Cousins. Great scene. And Kate Blanchett plays two people in the same scene. Awesome scene. Which I don't know when they filmed this, but that might have been a very hard effect to pull off at the time, depending on when they did it. Right. Because it doesn't, it looks pretty seamless. So you don't see any. No, sort you don't of notice like, it. They're sitting next to each other. They're sitting next to each uh-huh. other, but basically she's playing like a um, an actress or herself. She's playing herself. Oh, she's playing Kate Planchette. Yeah, her name's oh. Kate. They call she, her cousin calls her Kate. I didn't know that. All right, yeah. there I'm you like, go. I'm assuming it's her. Yeah, she's definitely Australian. Oh yeah, that Australian accent. But her, the other person she's playing is her cousin, who's kind of like a beatnik, grungy type character who's come in. She's very jealous of Kate's success. And like yeah. all the people she gets to meet and uh, all the things she gets to do. Kate gives her like this um, perfume. perfume. Expensive perfume, yeah. And uh, the grungy Kate picks up on this and is like, oh, you probably just got this as a gift because yeah. all of your friends just get all these things you're, and you probably get clothes. Stars, you get free stuff. You get yeah. free cars, all that stuff. But I love this scene because Kate Blanchett plays these two characters very well. They're very dynamic and interesting. But also the commentary is good, right? Like she lives this high class, ritzy lifestyle and this kind of grungy person on the outside kind of resents her for it, but ends up taking the things she gives her anyway. Of course, yeah. I thought it was a very good scene. I liked it a lot. And it was really well acted. If you're an acting student, please watch it. It's just great. It's mm-hmm. a, a good... Kate Blanchett's amazing. So yeah, just watch it for that. But there was no smoking in this one till the end. So yeah, It was that's the first true. one without smoking. That's true. Um, she tries to light a cigarette, but they won't let her. Right. It's uh, they're they're in the lobby of a hotel, mm-hmm. so they they can't smoke. But yeah. So I'm sure there's some sort of layered meaning I'm supposed to get from that, but maybe who knows? Uh, so this is the most absurd and weird scene in the movie. <laughs> it's called Jack shows Meg his Tesla coil. Oh yeah, so weird. So this is the White Stripes, and if if you don't know who the White Stripes are, they were this alternative rock band in the early 2000s they had that seven nation army song was their biggest song uh meg white and jack white so jack has this tesla coil and like a red rider or not red rider but yeah, a, uh, a, a red what are those called radio, the wagon. Fly, radio flyer ready radio flyer one of those red wagons and yeah. it's just like they're in a cafe they're talking to each other and it's just there and he's talking about how brilliant Tesla is and how we could have free energy if we had just followed his teaching. And, and Meg is like kind of uninterested. And, yeah. Yeah. She's like smoking her cigarettes and like looking away coyly the whole yeah. time. Which is like probably like all she knows how to do in life is like <laughs> be coy and weird. Yeah. Yeah. But um, basically he runs it in this cafe. So there's like electricity going everywhere and it breaks down. And Meg proposes a solution and a waiter comes in and proposes a solution. And Jack is like, no, those are both wrong. I know what's wrong with it. And then eventually Meg is just like, this is what's wrong with it. And Jack says, oh, yeah, that's probably what's wrong with it. Yeah, like she happens to know all about Tesla coils. Yeah. And he's kind of thrown off by that. And he's uh-huh. like, no, you're, you're right. Yeah. And then he's like, well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it ends. And then he leaves. And yeah. she sits there and she repeats what he says about Tesla, about the earth being... Yeah. acoustic uh, resonating acoustic resonator or yeah. something she she taps on a glass and it makes like a ding yeah. noise yeah i mean it was well done but it, again you're just leaving going hmm. at this point i was beat down i was like what am i supposed to be getting from this yeah. movie i feel so stupid right and, now and, and jack, jack white is a lot more interesting than meg white to me he's a better actor for sure he's, he's a fine actor and she was just like this weird sitting yeah. there sm- uh, whatever yeah so the next one is called Cousins. So if you remember earlier, there's a scene called Cousins with Kate Blanchett. Now it's Cousins? This was a great mark. scene. This is one of the best scenes. Top Probably, three. Yeah, top three for sure. It's Alfred Molina and Steve Coogan, and they're just having tea because that's the British version of coffee and yeah. cigarettes. Tea and yeah. biscuits, tea and I guess. Tea and cigarettes, yeah. 
Um, so Alfred reveals that they're cousins. So he calls them in and he's like, hey, our genealogy traces back to my great-great-grandpa. Like, we're related. That's so cool. And then, um, yeah, and then and Steve Coogan is kind of uninterested, right? And he says like, oh, yeah, I can tell people I'm related to Albert Molina. Albert, yeah. Yeah, and Alfred goes, oh, it's Alfred. It, it, it's just, it's a very Larry David scene. The whole scene is Larry David. It's yeah. like so awkward steve coogan is the best at being uninterested and like yeah. <laughs> super judgmental alfred molina plays a like kind of like a nerdy a guy you don't want to talk to a mm-hmm. guy you don't want to be friends with and he it turns out he calls steve coogan to this lunch meeting just to tell him that they're cousins yeah so steve coogan like thinks it's a script he thinks it's work and alfred molina gives him the paper and he's like oh no 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 this is just like fun like i just looked and it turns out my great great grandfather was the brother of your great great uncle and we're cousins and steve coogan is like unimpressed and doesn't care mm-hmm. and then the point of the scene is molina gets a phone call from spike jones <laughs> which like what was he po- like who knew who spike jones was at this point did i'm he, sure plenty of people had he done something what had he done yeah i can't remember what it was like called, i didn't but... know who he was until where the wild things are oh really okay yeah yeah he had some old stuff um keep talking so so he he gets a phone call. Uh, Steve Coogan is sitting there listening in. He thinks it's Spike Lee, so he hangs up. Was that Spike Lee? No, Spike Jones. We're, oh, okay. And right before he got the call, Molina is like, "Hey, just give me your phone number. I'll call you before you leave town. We'll hang out." And Steve Coogan's like, "I don't want to hang out with you. I don't know who you are, or whatever." Mm-hmm. So he doesn't give him his number. After he takes the phone call, Coogan realizes, "Okay, this is a good business opportunity." So he's like. Would it be weird if I got your phone number now? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's interested all of a sudden. He's like, yeah, yeah, it'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, Spike Jones is known for like um, music videos and shorts. Okay, so he was this. like a he's like up and coming at this point. Yeah, had promise. Yeah, so it's a it's just a very if you watch it, it's a funny, funny Larry David type curb your enthusiasm scene, mm-hmm. like very much. Yeah, I really enjoyed this scene. I felt like it had the clearest message of any scene so far. Uh, it was very easy to decipher what the point of the scene was and what it was trying to say. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, the next scene is called Delirium, and it features Riza and Jizza from Wu-Tang Clan and uh, Bill Murray. But Riza and Jizza are just like they're talking about you know life, anything like that. And did you notice that Riza was wearing a ghost dog beanie? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, he okay. was wearing a ghost dog beanie, nice. which I thought was pretty uh, nice touch. Yeah, I didn't see that. But they're notoriously like health freaks. Like they're into alternative medicine and they don't drink caffeine and they don't smoke and they don't yeah. eat poorly. They do a lot of like, you know, if you want to call it hippie stuff, they do a lot of hippie stuff. But Bill Murray comes by and tries to pour them coffee and they're like, no, we don't want that. We don't drink caffeine. They're, they're drinking herbal tea. Herbal tea. decaf. Yeah. So he drinks it straight from the pitcher and starts smoking cigarettes like Bill Murray would. It's so funny. But they all play themselves, which is yeah. interesting because they know who Bill Murray is. They're like, are you Bill Murray? Are you Bill Murray? You're Bill Murray. And he sits down and they're like, um, they say caffeine causes delirium, man. And Bill Murray's like, oh, why didn't you tell me sooner? And he starts drinking straight from the pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great. It's weird. Great scene. It's weird. But it's, it's classic Bill Murray. Yeah. It's like, it's exactly yeah. what you expect from him. Right. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Again, I, I don't. I, they did. They, they bring in this motif that cigarettes and coffee are bad for you, which I don't know what they're trying. I don't know what he's trying uh, to say. I know what I he's trying know. to say. I don't know. But the last scene is called champagne. Very weird scene. Two janitors. Poignant, weird. Uh, whatever. Yeah. They're like they're on break, and uh, I don't know. They hear opera out of nowhere, and they don't know what's going on. He remember. He remembers an opera. One of yeah. them, and he's like, "You can hear it right now." And mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, it went away." And yeah. they're talking about it, and he falls asleep, uh, it, or died, or died. Know, I, you don't, don't know. know. And the other one just kind of looks at him. Yeah, yeah. I like that actor a lot. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it, but I like them a lot. This is a weird. If you're like really, if you're hyper, if you're that guy on campus who overthinks everything, you're you're a sophomore, you're a junior, and you journal and you take time to be alone. It sounds like a lot of pent up uh, aggression. It is. <laughs> if, you, if you if you're on Friday nights and you don't hang out with the theater crew and you're like journaling on a balcony somewhere drinking like tea, this mm-hmm. movie's for you. Yeah. If, if you're you, if you're a normal person, <laughs> don't waste your time. <laughs> if you're the guy who plays guitar at every party, check this one out. Check this one out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely absurdist. This is not going to be for everyone. No. There were probably two or three scenes in this that were for me, and I think that's because I knew the people in it, and I was invested, and I thought it was interesting. But there's no real pace to it. Everything is conversational, and that's probably the point. It's probably just meant to be slice of life, like you said. People just having a conversation around coffee and cigarettes. Um, but I want to ask you, like, what was the overhead shot? They showed an overhead shot of the table at every scene. Over and over and over again. I don't know what they were, what he was trying to say. About, I don't either. I don't know if that was an attempt at... Just, like, refocusing just us? Stimulation. Like, this is what it's about. Yeah. Um, or moving the camera. But it got annoying to me. Yeah. So I don't... I don't know what that was about. I just I wish they did it less. Yeah, like, and, and I, maybe it was just to break up the monotony of like two people on screen. I don't know, but it was like it was totally overdone. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, yeah. And I don't know if this is what they were trying to say, but something that I noticed was that in the scenes where people weren't drinking coffee and cigarettes, there was a weightier message to it. So I don't know. If that's what they're trying to say is like. Don't drink coffee and cigarettes. Like, don't use that as your crutch in a conversation. You should yeah. be able to connect with somebody on a deeper level. Maybe. Like the Kate Blanchett scene and the Alfred Molina and Steve Coogan scene. Like, there was something deeper going on there that when they weren't enjoying coffee and cigarettes, it, I don't know, it just felt more impactful. Just don't overthink it. <laughs> yeah. That's my message to you. Don't overthink it. I'll just it. turn off my brain right now. Yeah. Turn off your brain. Like, you could. Uh... You could. <laughs> turn it back on turn it back on oh Oh, he's back okay (laughs) i mean like just don't overthink i don't know yeah it's not worth it it's not that good if it were better i'd be like yeah yeah you're right but i'm like it's not that good yeah 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 well i'm just gonna say i i don't know whether or not to recommend this i don't know you check it out for yourself You'll yeah. see. Again, if you're that guy who journals on balconies on Friday <laughs> nights and doesn't go to the theater party, yeah. watch it. If not, don't watch it. Go to the theater party, drink some trash can punch, get wasted, Get man. wasted on Miller High Life because it's cheap, and then watch it. <laughs> play beer pong. Don't play beer pong. Go to, go to the, uh, the, the costume parties they have. <laughs> Whatever theater kids do nowadays. Well, are you remembering our college days? Is that yeah. what you're doing right now? <laughs> All right, well, that's it for coffee and cigarettes. I hope that was stimulating. <laughs> probably not. It probably wasn't. If you're still with us, though, here's something that's stimulating. It's time to play America's favorite game, the Metascore Game. Like line up with our music at fart, all. fart fart if you're joining us for the first time this is the metascore game we pick three movies with a theme we give the metascore ratings for all of those, but one of them is incorrect. One of them is wrong. It's off by 10 points, below or over. So we're going to try and guess which one is incorrect. Yes. Simple game. Lots of points. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of, lots of lives at stake. Lots of lives at stake. And right now, Matt has 100 points. Gabe has negative 200. We decided whoever loses has to jump off a bridge. Yeah, so I have to go to the Queen's, Queen's Bridge <laughs> and, uh, and kill myself. Yeah. Uh, if I don't win. That's the stakes. So that's the stakes. Uh, I could catch up, though, because a correct answer is worth... Ooh, 50, 100 points. 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> and an incorrect answer is worth... 50, negative 50 points. Negative 50. So I'm getting the math, but the point is I could catch up. You could. I probably won't. You could. So, Matt, you gave me the clues first last time. Yes. I think, I think what that means is that now it's my turn to give you clues first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me when you're ready. Get the, get the patented ready. Rewind Cinema Rolex Our watch. Rolex made by an Italian man is tears and sweater in this thing. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. The theme is musicals. Oh. Chicago. Ooh. 71. Into the Woods. Hmm. 69 and Moulin Rouge 66 
which production of End of the Woods is this? This is the most recent production with James oh, Corden oh, oh. and Meryl Streep. The the only <sighs> the only movie version. I didn't see that. What was the score for that one again? Sixty nine. I don't think it did that well. But then again, I also don't think that. Uh, um, what was the first one? Chicago was a seventy one. I feel like I don't know, man. Chicago seventy one. That's freaking high. I feel like it has to be in the woods. I'm like, I can't think of anything else. That's your guess? So I'm gonna say it's into the woods and it's too high. You think that's too high? Yeah. Matt, you are incorrect. No. <laughs> the correct answer was Chicago. Oh, is it too high? No. Is it too low? It's too low. What is the score? 82. What? That's what I wrote in all caps. What? That's insane. I mean, it's a good movie. It's well wow. done. It's beautiful. But 82 Dude. on Metascore is like... Mr. Cellophane must have bumped it up by like Dude, 10 points. Dude, that, that is a high score. That, that is very high. So I hoped I would stump you with that, and I did, and it succeeded. Mm, congrats. So, sorry for you, pal. <laughs> but that is... Am I at negative 50? You are now... All right, I'm at 50. At 50 points. I'm at 50 points. That was a tough one. Yes. It was mischievous. It was mischievous. Mischievous. All right, I went with a Tom Waits theme. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, really. I don't listen to his music. But you've seen, you've seen these I movies. I just know, like, his face. You've seen these movies. All right. The Outsiders, 55. I've seen it. I didn't know he was in it. <laughs> the Book of Eli, 53. Seven Psychopaths, 66. Your time starts now. It's hard because the Book of Eli and Seven Psychopaths were not like widely. They were great movies. They're both good, mm-hmm. but they weren't like w- widely loved movies. Especially Seven Psychopaths. What was the score for that? Sixty-six. Book of Eli was what? Fifty-three. I remember. His, I know who exactly who he was in Book of Eli and The Outsiders. What was that? Fifty-five. Um, <laughs> man, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's the beauty of the Metascore game. The Metascore game is so hard. Uh, and then what was the other one? Uh, what, what the Outsiders, that? 55, 7 Psychopaths, 66. And in Book of Eli was what? 53. You have three seconds left. Okay, I'm going to guess. Time. I am going to guess that (laughs) Seven Psychopaths was lower. Gabe, you are wrong again. I knew I would be wrong. Dang it. This game sucks. The Outsiders was actually a 38 Eee, that's a good one, see? Because that's the Outsiders, and you're like, oh, it must be high, but yeah. whatever. Dude, I don't remember the Outsiders. Wow. Pony Boy. I've seen it. Stay golden. Stay golden, Pony Boy. Stay gold? Golden? I think it's golden. So that's another 50 points gone, 100 points. That is a negative 100 points for you. I'm sitting at negative 300. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's negative 50. Sorry. It is? Yeah, no. getting it wrong is negative 50. Getting it right is 100. All right, we should neg- probably know our own game. I know. I don't know my game. Negative <laughs> 250. You are sitting at 50 points. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Metascore game. It's the game that one out of seven <laughs> pigeons <laughs> recommends. Pigeons don't have brains. They're that, just a nervous that, system. That's why only one out of seven recommends it. They, <laughs> they don't know what's going on. Because if they had brains, it would be seven out of seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Gabe, that's it for us today. What is our next movie? The next movie we will be reviewing, which I'm very excited to revisit. I haven't watched it in probably six years. Spider-Man 2. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Gives us strength, makes us noble. Even though sometimes we have to give up the thing we want the most. Barker! Where you been? Looking for you all morning. You're late. Always late. You're fired. Look at your people. Your grades have been declining. You always appear exhausted. I know I'm trying. So where you been, pal? You don't return my calls. I've been kind of busy. Taking pictures of your friend. 
Spider-Man killed my father. No matter what I do, do you love me or not? No matter how hard I try, I want Spider-Man dead. It's the ones I love who will always be the ones who pay. I can't keep thinking about you. I'm getting married. I want a life of my own. And Spider-Man. No more. You look different. I let things get in the way before. There was something I thought I had to do. I don't have to. I like seeing you tonight, Peter. Now into the main event. Octavius is going to put Oscorp on the map in a way my father never even dreamed of. I am so happy that we have gotten a movie that we can actually talk about. <laughs> that we can critique <laughs> and give somewhat intelligent comments about. You don't about. want to talk about coffee and cigarettes all day, dude? <laughs> oh, coffee and cigarettes. Why did you forsake me? Yeah, Spider-Man 2, man. It's considered one of the best superhero movies of all time, if not the best. So I know that we're... We're living in a world where we get a new one every five minutes, but this this is a good movie. And you know what? The most recent one did it justice. I'm going to say that now. Very much so. Yes, very much so. But I'm I'm excited to revisit this. Yeah. Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire. It's going to be good. Totally agree. Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Who is in Coffee and Cigarettes. Doc, Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Yeah. Doc Ock. All right, well, that is it for us today. Uh, again, if you want to enter the Visa gift card giveaway, you know, take a picture of your iTunes um, rating and review or your subscription on the service you use and send that to us on Twitter and Facebook at Rewind Cinema Pod or on Gmail at Rewind Cinema Podcast. Uh, Gabe, if you uh, want to watch some movies uh, and you want to read some reviews about them and you want to read our reviews more specifically, where could you go? I think you could you can go to letterboxd.com. Now, there's not an E in there. It's letterboxd.com, and you can search for Rewind Cinema. Mm-hmm. Matt has some beautiful reviews there. I have a couple of reviews there. We try to use it. We try to update it. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's like a it's like a nice little movie journal. Yeah, uh, movie nice. movie journal slash journey, mm-hmm. if you will. So it's it's a good place to go. And also, we have some longer form stuff on rewindcinema.com. We write uh, a long review for everything that we watch on the show. So yes. go check that out. If you like the music, you can check out naturalanthem.net, or you can search them on Spotify, whatever you use. But uh, that's it, man. That's it, bro. Put so a freaking stake in it. Put a put a put a put a. Put a, put, a, put a bird on it? Put a bird on it. <laughs> put a bird on it. <laughs> and until next time, watch, watch more movies. Last thing, what would you? What else would you ban? If you have one more thing to ban, hmm, bad film. You would ban bad film. Yeah, you no. couldn't make a bad. Movie. No bad film here allowed. Yeah. <laughs>